Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Tookie's Take Podcast. We are finally back. Two of the guys. Two of the fellas. I am joined alongside Mr. Endurance M. Hi. Yeah, it's me. Um, I'm in wide, wide lines today. You know, I get the whole picture of the place. Yeah. There you go. You, you got uh, your jerseys in the background. Nothing's changed. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, but we are we are the opposite. You change stuff all the time, or at least you did. <laughs> and I, I keep the background. I move. That's all I did. If, if that anyone old is... office, you change shit every in between every show. We were doing two shows a week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't change it every week. The what I would do months. there is I changed it every two months because I have. Yes, every two months I change something in there. Whether it was moving it one way, moving it back, or switching rooms. The switching rooms thing was because of my allergies and the poor ventilation that was over there. Now I go to a place with even worse ventilation. It, it was my allergies. I'm allergic to my cat. And I have a cat. And it was either I deal with it and suck it up with the cat, or I lose my relationship with my girlfriend, fiance, or whatever the fuck. And I like her a lot, and so I kept up with the cat. And here I am in a basement apartment. Is that promising that she would have chosen you or she would have chosen the cat over you? Like if it wasn't a conversation about whether or not Muffin was getting the boot. The only conversation was, well, if you don't like the cat, you're gone. Is that promising? I mean, it's been five years. She's had multiple opportunities to kick me out the door and I'm still here. My name is right, on the lease. But had you said, hey, I'm allergic to this cat. This cat's got to go if it makes it work. You're certain it just would have been like, well, see you later. I'm keeping the cat. I don't know, man. Like, okay. probably. I mean, I don't think I don't really think she would. She would literally leave me for a cat. I hope I oh, fucking okay. hope not. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, you know. Uh, other things but you know it's it's fine it's all good all fine and dandy yeah. here yeah yeah fun uh we're gonna have some fun today as well talking Please. about i guess some stick puck uh it was another week in the world of hockey which is so honestly like in terms of this show, right? Because we've had solo episodes with, with Sin and I, or, or not solo episodes, but just, you know, you get what I mean. Um, we've had episodes with just Sin and I, and, you know, we've had those conversations over our thoughts on, on hockey right now and enjoyment levels kind of dipping. I have watched so little hockey over the past week, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah. You know, we're on this drive towards the all-star break, which I have no excitement for at all. I'm just kind of content with just being like, okay, the hockey exists, but eh, it's kind of where I'm dude, at right now. Dude, I live here. With, I live in Toronto, Toronto, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, to Caronto, the Aboriginal name is spelling it. Um, I live here where they're having the all-star game and I couldn't give a God's damn like rat's tail. The only reason why I'm going to the Leafs event on Sunday and the creator skills competition on Saturday is because one, I want to see my bar down buddies and I want to see Nasher and meet all the bunch of other guys over there. Mm -hmm. And Sunday I'm going because there's going to be a lot of good food. 
and it's a it's a Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment. It's an MLSE event. Like Johnny, aka the Oway, you've probably seen us play with him on uh, uh, pro clubs before, and he's been super busy running a bunch of events during the year, so he hasn't been able to play with us. Um, but he runs the esports department over there for everything, whether it's Leafs gaming, Raptors, um, Raptors Uprising, or Raptors GC now, um, whether it's uh, Toronto FC's esports department, any any sport has that an esports department. He's the guy who basically runs everything. Him and Nick, him and Nikki, great guys, amazing, cool. Um, if you're in Toronto, check out the event. I think there are still some stuff going on uh, involving that on Sunday, um, but there's going to be a lot of gaming stuff too. There's also on Friday, I think it's the NH- the NHL World Championship um, All Star Open is also happening at Hockey <laughs> Hall of Fame. So contact somebody there if you want to get on the guest list because I know Terry's going to be there. I know Rahil like, sweet talked his way on Twitter to get free tickets. So <laughs> shout outs to him. Uh, I'm kind of jealous. Uh, but, but yeah, it's 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 been a week. Um, the, I guess the best thing that that's happening this week is you know all star festivities and seeing a bunch of people and meeting a bunch of the community, which is going to be really really cool. Uh, but besides that, kind of sucks. Like, kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny because with with the all star game, it's like. You know, obviously you have players that are dropping in and out of the game. Uh, even Jack Hughes, who was supposed to be a co-captain of a team with his brother Quinn, has had to back out of an event and is replaced by Jesper Brad. And it's like, well, yep. again, well, like, still gonna that be whole there idea. Hmm? Yeah, he's still going to be there at the event, but he's just not going to play. Right. Which is pretty cool. So that whole idea of I, I've talked about it to death but it's like the all-star game does nothing for me right now in its current format there's the debate back and forth of are the jerseys good are they not i know you're on team they're actually good i think they're stupid and that they're good that's the reason why i like i like i mean you know me i like things that are different i like things that kind of not not necessarily challenge but a different take on something and that's why I like these. That's why I like uh, a lot of the stadium series jerseys because they're not traditional. It's something a little bit off the wall. Everyone loved the the Miami Vice jerseys that they had. I think it was last year's All Star Game and the year before that. Last year's because it was super clean and like everyone was just, like in unison. Like these are good jerseys, love them. But I I I understand why people think it's they, they look bad because you know it's a weird color contrast they went with. Because, uh, you know, they kind of base, you know, the colors off of like an area or whatever. Like, you know, you had it in Florida. It was Miami Vice. You had it in Miami. Right. Sorry. It was Miami Vice colors. And with Toronto, there's not really much you can do because it's just red. It, it's it's blue and white. OK, we'll throw in some red there. Um, we'll do some other things here. But there's not really much you can do when, a, when there's like the whole like area is just like two colors. Like the only team in Toronto that has a non blue and white color base is Toronto FC. Right. They're the only team of Toronto FC and the Toronto Raptors. The only two teams without like any sort of like kind of avoiding the status quo, the norm of a Toronto team being blue and white. And like, that's, there's only so much you can do on a design perspective to be creative. So, you know, make it a little more cartoony and do something like that. And it's, I see why people are kind of mixed on it. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the Stadium Series jerseys. I'm not really a fan of those either. Yeah. Um, especially the Islanders one. Like, man, the Islanders. You have such a great color scheme and chances to do really cool things, and they just don't like ever. Even the reverse retro a couple years ago, where like we brought back the fishermen, except it sucked. Oh man. Um, yeah, I just. I don't know. Adidas isn't exactly going off on a high note for me, at least. Although, Christ, Fanatics is going to be significantly, significantly worse. So, look forward to that, everybody. That'll be fun. Yay. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that whole NHL 24 open tournament thing. Um, and in terms of the All-Star break in general, it's like, you know, I had a lot of people asking, like, hey, are you going? And it's like, I... No, <laughs> no, just because like, again, my the only interest in the idea is to see people. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with what the NHL is doing. It would just be to see people, um, yeah. which would be great. But for the cost of shit in that city right now. No, thanks. Like, just it's go just, in the summer. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah. shit, like. I mean, yeah, uh, there's quite a few people that live in that area that if I were to travel up there in the summer, I'd still be able to see anyway, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I got to meet Nasher, the bar down guy, stuff like that in Vancouver this past August. Anyway, I don't know yeah. how many people are actually going to be there that I, I haven't met in person, aside from people like you, Terry, um, Rahil. And again, those are people who are local. I can meet you guys anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe there'd be a chance to just be like, oh, here's yes per brat. Get a picture with like <laughs> cool, but at the same time, like there aren't too many players for me that I would be starstruck by, if I'm being honest. You know? Like I, like thinking about who like <laughs> you, you know who I'd be excited to I'd be more excited to get a picture with Boone Jenner than Austin Matthews <laughs> only because of the Boone Jenner Chevrolet joke that we've had on Twitch for years. Such Aside from joke. that, who the, f- who the fuck's even going to the all-star game at who this the point? Fuck Hold is on. Griff Garrison? <laughs> who the fuck is Griff Garrison? Um, God, let me hold on. Okay. So who the fuck's going like in that theory? Like, obviously it would be like, okay, if someone were to be like, Hey, you could get to meet like David Posternock and Jeremy Swayman, that'd be fine. Um, oh, yeah. But like, oh, you get to meet Rasmus Dahlin. Look, that would be cool. But in no way would it be cooler than Grizzgol running into him in a random bar in Sweden. Yes. You know, so I God. can't top that anyway. I can't. <laughs> it's just it's not one of those things where I'd be like, oh, shit. Look, I got this picture with Vincent Trocek. You know, <laughs> like that would make oh, some man. people's day. That's not enough for me to drop hundreds of dollars even with the fucking exchange rate to travel to Toronto to have to pay out the ass for everything because they know rich fucking hockey players are in town. It's really funny uh, that you mentioned that I filled in for a rental uh, with someone. Uh, It was like a pretty like high level skate. And one of the guys was like, I went to like Finland or Sweden or whatever on vacation. And then you, he just casually sees Nathan McKinnon and Sidney Crosby hanging out like in, in Sweden. Right. I'm like that. That does check out. That does like add up. Those guys seem like the like the best of buds. I've never been the type to see somebody with notoriety 
and be like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go get a picture with them or something like that. Like I've told that story before mm-hmm. about after a WWE house show in Bangor, Maine. Bangor. Um, I was teenager, I think. Yeah, I was a teenager. I went with my aunt, who was also a really big wrestling fan. Funny enough, um, and again, like we're you know grabbing something to eat afterwards at a restaurant, and who do I see walk through the door? John Cena. Nice. And I, I've told it before, like, I'm sitting at a table directly facing the door, so I swear I see him walk through this door before essentially anybody else. And I get to watch the room collectively turn their heads, recognize who it is, <laughs> and then people lose their fucking minds. People are breaking out their phones. You gotta get down here. John Cena's here. And seeing that to me i'm just like i'm I'm not gonna bother him like my aunt yeah. went and got a picture with him that i took but <laughs> i didn't ask to get a picture with him myself because i'm like i i just i don't want to bother you like this this must be miserable it's a part of your life but it must be miserable Did you to the point hand? where a buddy of mine um from high school he was uh one of my groomsmen at my wedding uh, nice he and i took a road trip from Maine all the way down to Pennsylvania for an independent wrestling show ran by a company called Chikara in 2014. After the show, we went to fucking Red Robin next to our hotel. (laughs) And a group of wrestlers walk in, including currently on AEW television, Matt Menard, Daddy Magic. Nice. uh, Angelo Parker at the time as well. Um... And someone that Chikara fans would know, or if you like know a lot of wrestling stuff behind the scenes, um, it was R.D. Evans, or uh, he had a couple of different names, right? Okay. Um, but, you know, I see them walk in. They sit down in the booth next to us. And I'm just like, I can't say nothing. I can't do it. I can't bother them. They're just normal people. They're just normal people. But they noticed my friend's shirt. And it's like, oh, did you go to the show? And, you know, we talked to them briefly. But it was one of those things where I could never bother somebody. Like, I'm, like, it would have to be a situation where even if I was in Toronto and say it's like, I don't fucking, you are just like, hey, Casimir Kasky Swoes here, my best friend. I'd be like, hi, how you doing? That's it. And I'm then I'd go, like, oh, go get a picture with him. Get a picture with him. He's like, yeah, take a picture with me. I'd be like, ah, I don't want to bother <laughs> Like, that's just. I'm actually going to go see him play. He plays next week. Um, cause the, the rocket are coming to town and it's his first game back in, um, in Toronto. So I'm going to mm. message him and ask him like, Hey, like, do you like, he's probably going to know like the day of, if he's going to play which day is this day playing Friday and Saturday. So I'm going to be like, Hey, are you playing on Friday or Saturday? And I'll probably go and watch this game. There you go. He's, he's my favorite goalie. Uh, it's weird to say growing up when the guy's, um, literally five years older than me. but like when i started watching marley stuff like when he first came over i just liked his style of play and from there like we started talking a little bit not too much but right you mentioned you mentioned that uh nhl tournament as well um you know the reason why sin's not on the show you know we delayed a little bit to be like ah can he make it happen type of thing but he's been uh doing broadcasts for sports gamer that um, he's been running solo because they weren't yeah. able to get anybody else. I wasn't available to do them because I already had stuff scheduled. Like our, our elite season ended and I'm like, Oh, okay, good. I'm not needed to be on those dates. Let me schedule stuff. Um, including today, trying to get our fucking heat pump fixed. It still isn't fucking fixed. So that's fun. Adulting 
uh, has been the name of the game. So that's why he's not here. But you mentioned 24 and there's been a series of updates like over the last like last week, there was one. And then the other day there was yesterday. Yeah. Another one that. I just find it interesting how like on one hand, it's really nice to see them be so consistent with updating the game, especially compared to last year's game that was just set and forget for the whole year. Um, But man, are they in a freaking unenviable position where no matter what the hell you do, like it's just going to be so much negativity surrounding any decision. Yeah, I think the reason why it's like that is like it's funny how I say ripple effect, considering that's a studio where um, a former uh, lead developer of the game, uh, Mr. Clement Kwong, uh, used it actually now works at. So it's a ripple effect of NHL 14 and 15. Mm. And I think I said this before when I was talking to myself, thinking about ideas of whether to put a, make, make, make a video, and it was that the the progression from NHL 07 to NHL 14. I want I don't want to say it wasn't a lot. It was a it's a big it was a big jump. But the problem is how do I how do I word this properly? The, you the don't. price Just say of the, that they the suck. Huh? Just say that it's terrible and it's the worst. The the price of development is one thing, but the how do how do I word this properly? We're, we're, they've hit a point where you can't change too much because it's hockey. And mm. with NHL 24, they added a whole bunch of features like the pressure system, the fatigue, the hitting, and all that. So many different things and so many different things that are like they're on in, bleh, in theory they're great. <laughs> I, I got tongue tied. You um, did. In theory, really they're did. great. They're great things, but they needed more work and Mm. even to like now where like the pressure system that shit doesn't even fucking move like have you played a have you played a game with the no i haven't played the game since we've last played eshl on stream which was okay that that shit is a that's a is a snail's crawl like you hold that puck in, in that zone that you are waiting fucking three minutes for that bar to fill up all the way three actual fucking minutes it is insane, which is it's great. But now it's like you rarely ever get pressure, right? It's but it completely nerfs the idea of just being able to rag the puck in the zone and just build up meter without even making a single pass or a play or anything. So right. that's like a win on one section. And then you have like the new updated goalie patches where now it's the, the main thing was everyone online picks a super tall goalie mm-hmm. and gives it speed and i always knew this is going to be an issue from even just in general with how the game's programmed if you grab a player that is 99 max max height max weight and everything they move the exact same speed exact same pace have the exact same reach as a goaltender who's super small and has that but they don't have the reach and they don't really go out and try to make saves and stuff like that like they're kind of just standstill and there's also an issue about, you know, shots breaking the goalie tracking because they don't like the animations, like how them extend outwards, but it's still confined in a box. And now the way they've changed it up now is there's even more leeway 
and more animations added into the goalies for glove saves, blocker saves. And if you have certain attributes on, it increases the range as to which you'll be able to make those saves, which is like goaltending gets a boost and then offense gets a boost and then like bumping people in front of the net gets a boost. And then you're stuck with defense, not having anything whatsoever to improve it. And I think uh, Dottie Padre put it the best where it was uh, Ash and another trainer with Metapods using Harden. And it's just <laughs> them just just come on, you know, we're, we're, we're boofing, beefing these up and we're going to leave out defense entirely. Yeah, nothing you're saying makes me uh, overly interested in uh, playing the game anytime soon. <laughs> I will say AI logic is one of the reasons why I'm also mad because they said they fixed goaltending. And it's like, oh, yeah, now it's more contextual. You won't have guys using like the reverse VH or the VH um, for goalie for goalies on the post, like covering the post with the one pad up versus the one pad down and two pads down the ice. Um, You know, we'll have better examples of them like not doing that. And then I'm holding the puck in the corner and like he's using RVH where you're only supposed to use RVH when the puck is within a stick length, like the like the. The, the not the shaft but the um the flat part of the stick like the the, the paddle when that's mm-hmm. like within that range and i'm like as a goalie that is wrong right and that's like one of the reasons why people just pass the puck right in front and it's an easy backdoor goal because the the logic there is wrong and the ai logic is still wrong and apparently they're like oh we didn't fix it but we added a system that has you know um we added the pressure system, but we're not going to program the AI to work with the pressure system. So we're going to put that in there and it's going to be like that. I mean, there's probably an actual response that Mike probably has or whoever on the team actually has uh, for that. But we'll never hear it because, you know, you have to go through hoops to get an interview with some people. That's all right. Just message them in the discord. Or uh, or DM you remember that them. idea. Oh, no, DM them and then have them refer to the community manager and say, you have to set it up through them and then post a thing on Twitter being like, hey, I want to talk to this guy, but I can't. And then afterwards, getting a message saying, hey, you want to talk about something? We can talk about it here. God bless your heart, Terry. God bless your heart. It's a fun time. Well, now that we're nice and depressed. um, Oh, I'm not depressed at all. I genuinely like the, the the updates and how it's gone so far. I just need to see how it is in online play, not one v one like six v six. Get me on that, and I'm, I'll see how it is. Well, I wish you luck because I don't know if I can bring myself to mentally play that video game. <laughs> you know, okay, just just one game before you stream, just one. That's all I ask. <sighs> just one crumb of jealousy, please. One crumb. Oh God! I'll title the stream "Hey Chelsea," <laughs> like the gym blossoms. Anyway, um, we didn't really have a, a set order for how we were going to talk about things today, but you know what? Like I said, now that we're nice and depressed, I'll still use that as a segue. Um, we're going to get into some viewer questions and the fun stuff, but why not talk about the biggest reason uh, as to why I haven't been all that interested in the NHL this week and continually because we can't escape stories like this. It is the biggest story in hockey right now. And uh, that's hockey Canada, baby. Oh, I thought it was uh, Cole Swerven Irvin's birthday. I thought it was the biggest story in hockey because he loves. Well, it is too. 
also, big happy uh, birthday to him. <laughs> happy birthday, Swerve. You have a new ownership group taking part of the Baltimore Orioles, and it's fucking Cal Ripken, Ripken Jr. is a part of it. Congratulations. It's never it's never gone wrong to have a a club legend be a part of an ownership group, you know? It's never well, gone wrong. Well, the boys are going to get paid, so, you know, power to you. There you go. Augie Canada. Let's get that. Let's get that out of the way. So everybody knows the story at this point. We knew it was a handful. You know, eventually it was. Okay, so this originally started. This story came up about a sexual assault from 2018. The news of this drops and people start immediately trying to deduce who it is on this team. Leads to a lot of players putting out statements. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't even there. Yada, yada. Um, eventually, it comes down over the last two weeks of, okay, hey, there's five of them. And they have been uh, told to surrender to face charges of sexual assault, which they have all now been charged with. Um, the first domino to fall was Alex Formanton, who... Yep. It was announced that he was taking a leave of absence from his team in Switzerland and surrendered himself to police in London, Ontario. Um, He was probably the least surprising name of the bunch to be alleged to be involved in this due to the fact that he was on the Senators one day and then wasn't in a very untraditional move for a player of his caliber. Um, You know, his last season on the Sens, which is rather irrelevant in this situation, he had 32 points in 79 games. That is not a player at 22 years old that you let go of. Or that it's, oh, we hit a contract negotiation snag. He's going to Switzerland for two years. Like, the writing was essentially on the wall. People were just waiting for it to be confirmed. And it was confirmed. And he was the first person to take a leave of absence from his team. Not long after that, the Calgary Flames announced that Dylan Dubé was taking a leave of absence due to a mental health issue from the team. And of course, it has now come out that he has been a part of this. The Flames put out a statement yesterday saying, we have now become aware of the charges of sexual assault. We take the matter very seriously because this matter is now pending. We have no further comment. But they also noted that they didn't know. Yeah. And I, I do believe them that they didn't know. I do think it's a bit naive in a way, to have not questioned it with him of all players, and the the wording of the statement was the primary issue that didn't help them. You look back to Oliver Shillington. When he took time away, they used the term personal matters. It eventually came out that it was mental health issues. Mm -hmm. I just think the wording of mental health issues when, you know, it was Dylan Dubé stepping away, they didn't really set themselves up for success in that regard. I don't believe they were covering for him or making light of it. I think it was just a poor choice of words. Um, you know, I put out a tweet last night that I uh, that I eventually deleted because I don't stand by it after 
thinking about it a little bit more um, because, you know, hey, you got to admit when you're wrong. Um, I again, in terms of the word naive or whatever, I don't think they were necessarily dumb about it. I just poor choice of words and it happens. Dylan Dubay, on the other hand, or his representation. Holy fuck. Because if the Calgary Flames are stating they didn't know, then you used the words mental health as a shield. The Calgary Flames, if they heard from you, man, I got some stuff going on mentally I got to take care of. And they said, hey, we're not going to dig into that. We respect that. Take the time that you need. They did the right thing, the Flames. But if the Calgary Flames are telling the truth, that means that Either A, they use that choice of words incorrectly based off of what was told, or more likely, Dylan Dubay, his representation, a combination of the two, used mental health issues as a shield when they knew exactly what was coming. And that is beyond fucking gross, to say the least. And uh, certainly doesn't make you look... uh, Innocent, even though it is innocent until proven guilty, that doesn't help your case too much. Yeah, I mean, there's always two things. There's the court, there's, there's the you know the actual like fucking court, and there's the court of public opinion. Yeah, like, you could be non-convicted, things could happen in your favor, and the, and the public finds you guilty no matter what. Like, there's not much you can do about your reputation. Like there are people we've had examples of people who've been dragged through stuff like this before and finds out later on they didn't do anything or stuff or people say that they didn't do anything and it finds out they did do something and it completely changes everyone's perspective. I think this whole thing is terrible, mm-hmm. terrible, just in just in general. You don't have to be fucking rocket scientists to say that's terrible, um, but just the. The fact that it went the way it did, especially the way, you know, that the the Flames handled it. I think the the best way to, to summarize it is um, I was listening to the What Chaos podcast by, you know, DJ Bean and Pete Blackburn. And I think summarizing the best was saying that it could be for mental health reasons, but that's not the reason why you have to leave. Right. You have to leave because you're summoned to court. Sure, you probably have a bunch of stuff going on mentally about, you know, like essentially your career possibly being done and stuff along the lines like that. We won't find out the end result about this until like maybe like two years down the line, like at the earliest two years from now is what they're saying. Yeah, I I think it was Rick Westhead of TSN who mentioned that lawyers who specialize in criminal sexual assault cases have told me that a trial in this case is unlikely before 2026. Um due to just a, a backlog of cases uh, within yeah. the judicial system. And like even then, um, I think Pete even said himself that it's a weird perspective here for the NHLPA because, you know, the players union is going to represent the players whatsoever. So it's like during this time from now until the sentencing and they actually find out if, you, if there's like convicted of it or not, um, are they going to be allowed to play in the league? Are they going to be able to like have their stuff come back? I know this was a contract year for Carter Hart and all that. And so that's another perspective on that as well, too, that I didn't really even think of. But excuse me, just a lot of stuff that we're not going to find anything out 
Um, and I've heard like rumblings of other stuff on like on like Reddit about maybe another person was involved and like maybe not all five people or whatever. Just just a bunch of dumb speculation. And I'm like, just let just let people, the professionals deal with it. We'll obviously like see what we see on social media and everything and about from actual reputable sources. But the more you paint the picture on other people without actually having a finite result, that that gets you into like libel and slander. And you don't want to end up with a massive lawsuit in your favor. Uh, I'm sorry, against you because you spouted out some information that was completely wrong and you tarnish someone's name when they were completely innocent or whatever it may be. I think overall with the whole hockey Canada thing, I, I just, there is the whole innocent before proven guilty type of thing. And like you said, the freaking liable and slander cases and all that. We have to see what's going to happen here. Um, as of right now, we don't know. London police service will be holding a press conference on the 5th of February, which is this upcoming Monday coming Monday. Yes. Um, We'll see, right? I mean, in the meantime, there's just there's obviously going to be a lot of questions in regards to what's going to happen. You know, you look at how certain teams have handled things. Ottawa not signing Alex Formanton. Did they know? Or was that a preemptive measure to say, well, just in case this does come down, buddy, until you're in the clear, we're not signing you. Like, what, what was that situation? How much did they know? We don't know. Right. And of course we don't because the NHL. Oh, still uh, has transparency issues on topics like this. Um, you know, we we don't know what the future happens to be for Dubé, Carter Hart, Calfoot, Michael McLeod. We don't know. There's a chance that every single one of them have played their last NHL game. And uh, yeah, if they're found to have been involved in this, it should be. Um you never say never because there's examples in every sport of people coming back, you know, being involved in incidents, very serious incidents that end up coming back. That's just how it works. It's happened yeah. in hockey as well. Um, you know, right now, I don't believe he currently has a job, but a good example is Craig McTavish. Who in 1984, 85, he missed the entire season because he was convicted of vehicular homicide, having killed a woman while driving under the influence. Damn. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't that even happened. know about that. Jeez. He got a year in jail was able to watch this is an unsighted source but while incarcerated he watched most of the games that were televised um but he came back he came back i mean never never say never i mean he won a stanley he won three straight or two uh consecutive stanley cups in three he won three stanley cups with the oilers after that happened damn within the next like two years like that's a good fucking Oilers team. That's what I got to say about that, too. There you go. It's just like you yeah. never you never say never. And again, then it comes down to, well, did they serve their time? And 
so on and so forth. It always comes down to that, too, of, you know, Michael Vick, he served his time. He served his debt to society. It's like there are still some people that have the viewpoint of like, yeah, that's cool. It still doesn't feel right seeing you make millions and millions of dollars afterwards because you can run a football fastly. Yeah. Fastly a word. You get the point. Fastly. Um, yes. That, it works in this context. Um, it's one of those things where, again, if these five are found guilty of this, you'd like to think their careers, at least in the NHL, are over. But never say never. And that's I think that's a big part of the problem as to why it feels incredibly gross. And, you know, I talked about Foreman to not signing with Ottawa. What about Philadelphia? They tried to shop Carter Hart a lot. Yeah. Why? Is it because you didn't want to pay him? Is it because you didn't think he was the guy? Or is it because of this? Because Ottawa clearly knew enough about Formanton to not want to commit to him long term. So did you know, too, that he very well could have been named in this? And is that why you were trying to move him? It's just... Again, it's it's a lack I of the weird transparency. Thing, I think the weird thing though is during like the talks of uh, Alex mentions like contract with Ottawa, I believe it was with Ottawa, there was no mention of the the hearing at all, like about the the case that happened beforehand. And they're like, "Well, they can't come to terms on this contract." And then this news comes out in 2022. And then like the co- the talk about with Alex mentioned just just silence after like, oh, he's going to go play in, in Switzerland. Everyone's kind of like, oh, okay. And then mm-hmm. more news came out. And it was five players. And then people on Twitter are trying to, like, cross-examine. Like, well, he played on, like, he was in, the, like, the National Development Team Program. He played in the AJ. This guy was over here, over there. And I'm like, just just wait till the news comes out. Right. So, like, you know, you actually know. And now we know more information. We don't know, obviously the full extent of who was there and everything. We know what, what happened allegedly, but just a lot. And to, to, to lighten up the mood on this a little bit, my, my favorite reply to this and not trying to be morbid at all is on the official London police service, Ontario Twitter, you know, announcing that the, the media conference is going to be on Monday, February 5th. And one of the replies is Rick was, is, and someone replies saying Rick Westhead, on February 5th, it's a picture of like Miami Heat LeBron leaning over, like gonna play. Mm. God. And I mentioned the lack of transparency, and obviously it's something that's like, okay, it's a pending case. But again, there are ways to handle situations like this to stop people from, you know, dangerously speculating. We saw an example earlier this year. Of people dangerously speculating. Corey Perry in Chicago. Oh my god. There, There is a way. Should there be a pending case. Or a way to protect people. To vocalize. And make clear what happened. And what didn't happen. To try and stop as much speculation as you can. Because at the end of the day. Odds are. Because we still don't fucking know for sure. That nothing happened with Corey Perry. And uh. Connor, Connor Bedard's, Bedard's mom, mom, as the rumor was and out now there. It's, and then when he signed with Edmonton, everyone's like, oh, watch out for your mom, McDavid. Mm-hmm. It's going for every Connor. I'm like, this is this. I, I said before, hockey, I don't want to say hockey bros, but like no, the hockey, hockey community, bros. 
uh, the hockey community, hockey bros, they 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 get one joke, and they, they just run it right through as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Like there was um a lot of talk recently about um like some like influencers in the hockey community who like you know they have the shirts say like uh hitting clap bombs wheeling moms or whatever like clapping mm-hmm. bombs wheeling moms and people are like well, this is kind of disgusting kind of perpetuates whatever culture and that gets into a whole giant other debate that i definitely don't want to have because i'm not as educated in all that shit as as the other people are but i mean it kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth considering stuff that's going on not just this situation hockey canada but just generally hockey canada is right now and the state of hockey in canada north america and just like some stuff being perpetuated oh that was weird i perpetuated in the media and everything so no bueno there's just been so much now in the past couple of years the kyle beach stuff (laughs) really like opening the floodgates and it just hasn't stopped you know i think it's I think the thing that people don't realize is that stuff like this has always happened. That, yeah. That's the that's the part about that's the the part people don't want to admit that this stuff has happened before, right. and people are now feeling more comfortable to come out with these stories and you know speak their truth. I think one thing that had had a lot of this of coming out was the pandemic. A lot of people had a lot of time to like you know reassess themselves you know figure out what's what's going on with themselves and to find peace i mean when you're stuck confined in your home for months on end for some people sometimes you 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 really evaluate what's going on in your life and sometimes you can find tranquility in that i mean i know i did for myself i'm not gonna speak for other people but a lot of movements and a lot of stuff like that happened during the pandemic and afterwards and I think that was, I want to say it's something that we needed, but I feel like it, it brought a lot more unity and a lot of people to be more open with certain things. Hence why more stories are coming out, not just from like hockey world, but other sports in general, which is how people are being treated and stuff happening in the past too. I think that's a part of the frustration that a lot of people have with the NHL right now is... <sighs> Like, on one hand, you can view a story like the Hockey Canada story as a lack of progress. On the other hand, it is progress because in the past, this just would have been a situation that we never would have heard about. Yeah. Um, but the fact that in the last six years, um, you know, player meets a woman at a bar, they consensually go back somewhere and hook up. And then he feels confident enough to be like, fellas, get in on this. And they sexually assault this person allegedly like yeah. the it, it just kind of offsets like i said other progress that you feel like is being made um a good example i think is the nhl player assistance program where we've had a lot of stories now in the past couple of years of players who have um elected to enroll themselves in this program the most recent being patrick line um yeah, I think in the past, like, number one, something like this wasn't available. And secondly, I think a lot of people would have been afraid to get involved in something like this because, oh, you're going to be seen as weak and stuff like that. And it doesn't really happen anymore. Um, you know, you, you hope now that Patrick Line is going to be able to get him, 
you know, himself back to where he recognized that he wasn't. Um, you know, and obviously people have speculated, you know, oh, the guy lost his dad in the last couple of years, stuff like that. Like, you know, Line A released some comments on it. We don't know for sure. Um, and then, of course, the fucking hockey bros. Yeah, I'd be depressed, too, if I had to play for the Blue Jackets. They're fucking terrible. It's like, yeah. <sighs> there are two entirely I, I different think, conversations, obviously, yeah. between the freaking assistance program and how bad the Blue Jackets are, which they are <laughs> terrible, by the way, fucking up David Yarosek's development. But anyway, you were going to say. Yeah. And, and Kirby Reichel also chimed in a little bit, too, with uh, how things are over there. because He was buried. Kirby Reichel was buried in in development hell. I want to say development hell because he's a fucking play. He's an individual, not a fucking video game. Jesus Christ. Um, but he was like plagued with, you know, kind of being stuck in the minors, not really having a shot. You know, a guy who could have been like a good third line player playing fourth line minutes. I could have been a contender. Yeah, if it wasn't for a, a bum establishment. Hmm. The Blue Jackets organization hadn't changed. You guys won the bidding war for Johnny Goudreau, and he's got like what thirty points. Mm. Yeah. So you think, you think it, Yarmo's gonna the, go? I mentioned like the positives and the negatives offsetting themselves, right? It's like you get the negatives yeah. of the hockey Canada story, the positives of players feeling comfortable enough to be like, yeah, I need help, and the player assistance program succeeding you know you have someone like connor ingram who's a success story so far from that program who not all that long ago was entered and then should have been an all-star this year um for the arizona coyotes you get like the positives on ice of the oilers had a perfect record in january but barely gained ground on the canucks because the canucks have been insane and like they still have a lead on a team that just won fucking 16 games in a row and that's nuts (laughs) And the Canucks are doing great and just extended Patrick Alvin, which is cool. Like you get like the cool on ice stories, but then you also get the shit on ice and off ice stories like Brendan Gallagher's suspension. Five games for the most blatant elbow you'll ever fucking see. Like a suspension where you have an amazing opportunity to say, what the fuck are you doing? Twenty five games. And you know he's going to appeal it, so maybe it drops to 12. But 12 is still a hell of a lot more befitting of the crime than 5. Oh, but he doesn't have a previous history. And then you get into all that shit, and it's just, it's exhausting. It's depressing, and it sucks. And hockey's just not as fun as it was. And it's funny, in a way, I was talking to my wife the other day, and we had the conversation about how much less I'm putting hockey just randomly on TV. Like if we're sitting on the couch, you know, finish eating dinner or whatever, we're sitting on the couch. She's reading. What am I popping onto the TV? It used to be hockey all the time. You know, we started dating at the beginning of 2020. Um, and then, you know, we were together when the bubble started for hockey. And we had games all day long. And that first day, I watched hockey from noon to midnight. And if not noon to 1 a.m. And never changed the channel. Because we were all just so excited to have hockey back. Mm. And nowadays, I 
barely. Like I have the uh, the Hulu TV package that gives to me ESPN Plus and like Disney and all that shit. Um, so I get access to every out of market, you know, every non Bruins on Nesson game, and so infrequently now am I just being like, "Ooh, Sharks and Kings, put that on." Like, just find another stuff to watch because it's like they're they're destroying my enjoyment of this league essentially like i'm still enjoying watching the pwhl there is still that anxiousness about that league of like you gotta land the next steps like there's a lot of excitement about the success of this the successes of this first season but there's still a lot of nervousness in there but yeah it's just been this podcast has and I, I just came to this realization, you know, the last show of 2023, we talked about like the invasion of all the bullshit from outside the sports world, invading the sport and ruining it. The pride debates and all that fucking nonsense where people can't just let people be fucking people. Yeah. Um, this podcast has served as a time capsule for my declining interest in the NHL. I started this show in 2020. Obviously, Deej was here first. Yeah. And then Endo, and then we brought on Sin. Diversity and I hires, feel like yeah. my interest there, I talked about it, right? How often I was watching hockey. My interest was at a nearly a, a lifetime high. And now over the last couple of years, I feel like people have just been watching the chart trend downwards in terms of my interest in the NHL as a league. Yeah. It's an interesting I, I thing to think about. It does correlate with, like, you know, what I said before is um, the openness and people being willing to talk about, you know, their uncomfortable shit. And I think the fact that there's this much uncomfortable shit that we know about so far is probably one of the reasons why your care, I I don't want to say care, your your attention span for watching live hockey, watching hockey on TV is like dropped down a bunch. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I barely watch fucking leaf highlights because it's the same shit every day. Um, but I will watch like an occasional like clips here and there on Twitter, social media. I've been doing a lot more of that. Just watching it on Twitter or X as they as they call it now. Everyone calls the microphone. Sorry for that. Stupid. Um, yeah, I, I think that's just generally the way it's been, you know? Yeah. Uh, the thing that you loved has a dark past to it. And I kind of like, I don't want to, don't want to really want to mm-hmm. associate with that. That's why I like Marley's. That's why I like, that's why yeah. I, I like AHL hockey. Cause it's very rare. You see bullshit like this. And anytime there is bullshit, like something sim, not, not, not like, not like the stuff that we've seen with the sexual assault and all like that, but like they handle their shit fairly fucking well. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard a lot of major controversy out of the AHL, except for like something about the commissioner, like getting people don't want a commissioner there and he doesn't want to be there anymore, whatever the fuck, or something like that. I don't know. I'm just like, rambling on right now, but yeah. The fact that you can... Now, it's not obviously a direct one-to-one, but the fact that the NHL reminds me more of the WWE than I'd prefer it to, you know? Oh. Especially with the big story going on in that company, but don't worry, they oh. had an amazing week. Triple H said at the press conference, an amazing week. Like, it's just, I just want to be able to enjoy the cool thing. 
and shitty people within the cool thing are ruining the cool thing. Yeah, some people are able to turn that off and, you know, ignore that. Some people, I some wish people I could. can't. There's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. Like, well, no, because you know, if you can't turn it off, you're a liberal snowflake cuck. I thought they stopped watching once they put once they wanted to make the blue line black and had the people in the kneeling in the front and the in the center rise and all that stuff. I thought they stopped tuning in there. Kind of like um, the uh, what is it? The what was it? Kind of like, uh, you know, when people got mad in the NFL, because Kaepernick kneeled mm. and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to watch the game. And now Taylor Swift has a combined 22 seconds of airtime in the last game. And they're like, she's ruining the game. It's like she's had 22 seconds of, of actual airtime mm. she she has less airtime than the kicker does when he's on special teams mm. yeah i hope i hope the chiefs win the super bowl now by the way just to oh, piss yeah. those people off get the script get like yeah i want another super bowl oh boy <laughs> um you know, it's 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 not funny, but, you know, you were talking about the Hockey Canada thing in regards to, you know, we've seen it, you know, kind of destroy lives when it turns out like, oh, shit, hey, they didn't actually do this. Like I was thinking of that uh, Bill's punter, Matt Ariza, I think it is, where it's like, yep, he lost his job with the Bills and then it came out. Oh, shit, didn't do it at all. Um, and that that's just a whole other aspect to this whole type of story mm-hmm. is the idea of the balance between you want to you know, take it seriously, but you also don't want to ruin someone's life in case it turns out like, oh shit, they didn't actually. It's just a fucking mess. It's just a mess. At the same time, it comes down to, is it believable that you could have done this? And the answer is yes. And that's, that's the real shitty part of it, right? Is whenever I saw a lot of Flyers fans, you know, obviously so disappointed in the idea that Carter Hart could be named in this, but you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't think you're going to, uh, hey, uh, I might be wrong and this would be devastating, but you think about someone like Patrice Bergeron and that's just a player where you're just like, and this, again, this, please don't, God, don't let this age like milk. Um, that's one of those guys where it's just like, you're not going to find him named in a situation like this. But, yeah, I hate to say it, Milan Lucic. There were a lot of stories about him as a, as a player in juniors of just being a douche. And so a lot of people, when what happened at the end of last year, when that happens, they're just like, can anybody really be surprised? Look at this, 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 and this, you know? So it's just, it gets tough to root for people because <laughs> you're just like, oh, good. I might be rooting for a terrible person. It's all a fucking mess. It takes away from the ability to be like, hey, Austin Matthews, fastest to 40 goals in the last 25 years. It's like, I don't know. The people that can just be like, that's what I'm focusing on and not the other shit. I give you props. I give you credit. Um, And then, hey, um, if the Hockey Canada stuff does bother you, don't worry. There will be a coincidentally perfectly timed example that Utah is looking for an expansion franchise. Baby, what a time for that news to drop. So hey, for- also, um, apparently, according to Kevin Weeks, uh, the, the arena in Georgia is, like, apparently going to happen. Yeah. Like, they're they're starting the, the groundwork for that. Shh, you shush. You shush. Baby. Um, she, oh, God damn it, the cat like, tripped me up. But, yeah, they're apparently going to be working on a, working on a full-size arena 
um, for hockey again, which is great. I mean, wouldn't you want to have like good attendance for the Atlanta Gladiators first? They're still a team, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. I guess the attendance numbers there are good. Also, speaking of uh, teams, the OHL's Mississauga Steelheads have decided uh, that they're going. They're moving down the street. They're moving to where the Brampton Beasts. Also, the Brampton Battalion, now the North Bay Battalion, used to play over at, I believe it is Capital One Arena. They, they changed it so many times. It used to be CAA, uh, CAA Center. CAA Center. Uh, I believe it is still CAA Center. Cool. Um, in <laughs> Brampton. Because, you know, it's worked out for them twice. You know, they, I mean, the Brampton Beast closing down was due to the pandemic. So that's 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 something else. Viewership, viewership as well, but also the pandemic. A lot of teams fold in the ECHL because of the pandemic. You know, um, the Bison are going to be coming to the ECHL as well. We didn't talk about that last time. That's big thing as well too. Their secondary logo looks absolutely fucking sick with the mm. like the script font, beautiful. The the regular logo like with the Bison on there looks derpy as all hell i'm not sure what it is but just like the perspective of it it looks like clip art to me i don't know um but yeah you know there's been some good some good developments and i'm happy to see hockey coming back to brampton maybe who knows i'll get season tickets there as well because fuck it why not right there you go so you mentioned the atlanta thing we actually had a question from reds rebels we were going to end the show with a bunch of questions and we still are um, why do people hate the idea of Atlanta getting another franchise, but love the idea of places like Houston who haven't held a team more than 20 years? That's not true. The Rockets and the Astros, um, about the, Hartford the arrows or Quebec city. Um, so I don't know if people do like the idea of Atlanta getting another team. This would be their third attempt after the Atlanta flames and the thrashers. Um, wasn't the flames due to like a weird contract thing and then the 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 thrashers was because they sucked and because they literally drafted and built up out of diversity to have representation on their team which you know back then wouldn't have gotten blowback but now you would get blowback for that which is absolutely hilarious considering how much a decade changes people's opinions so for the atlanta flames um, the team was a uh, story as old as time. The team was playing poorly. Um, so, you know, they, they weren't doing too well attendance wise. It's funny to say they weren't doing too well attendance wise. Like they were still averaging like 10,000 people a game, which isn't too bad. Um, but they were playing at the Omni, which was Atlanta's big arena at the time. Um, and it was out of date, essentially. Um, you know, it wasn't a state of the art arena with luxury boxes and stuff like that to really generate those extra profits. So the team's not playing well. They're in an out of date arena. Um, they were struggling to sign a television contract and there was a real estate crunch in the seventies. So basically over the course 
Um, and I think the rumored number, like over the course of eight years, their owner lost $10 million or something like that on the team. Um, it, you know, the, the typical combination of stuff. And it's funny, be, or not funny, but ironic. That's what screwed the Thrashers. Not that they were in a necessarily bad stadium, but they had mixed attendance because the team was often completely shit. And initially they had a really competent ownership group um, led by Ted Turner, founder of CNN, you know, incredibly rich man, you know, wrestling fans will know him well from founding WCW, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, The problem is Ted Turner stepped down in 2004, 2003. Um, and they ended up selling the team to a group known as Atlanta Spirit. And the Spirit group was fucked from day one. Literally after, like, almost immediately after buying the team, they almost sold the team. Um, because they had a bunch of lawsuits directed <laughs> towards the group. Love it. Um, and man, they were cursed. It was like a week, week and a half, maybe after they bought the team, the Atlanta Spirit Group, that the Danny Heatley, Dan Snyder crash happened. So you're talking about a tragedy striking the team. Eventually, you need to ship out Danny Heatley because it's just too fucking awkward. So, like, yes, you still have Kovalchuk, but one of your stars, you're having to move on from um you know post lockout even muffin can't believe it um post lockout you know they had like one good season where they made the playoffs winning their division but they got swept in the first round right they end up again struggling financially you end up with the Ilya Kovalchuk trade and it just came down to financial losses, the ownership being trash. I mean, the Atlanta Spirit also won the Atlanta Hawks, and that team was struggling at the time, too. Um, you know, if they head back to Atlanta, they're going to solve the issue that the Atlanta Flames had because they are going to be in a brand new state of the art arena. The biggest thing for them will be locking down ownership that is stable and consistent because on ice, they will presumably be okay. Now, obviously, we don't know for sure if it would be a relocation or an expansion. It feels like it would more than likely probably want to be expansion because the NHL, I think, would love nothing more than to get the $600, $700 million entry fee that we saw Seattle pay. And if anything, they might be able for Atlanta to push that to a billion dollar entry fee. I don't think that's yeah. out of the realm of possibility. It's pure speculation, but you think about the success that the Golden Knights and the Kraken have had, you would think the NHL would be able to dictate we can command more money from you. And you look at how the NHL has changed their expansion rules where the original Thrashers, the Preds, the Wild, Granted, the Wild made the playoffs within a couple of years, went to the conference final. But for the most part, those expansion teams in the 90s, the Sharks, the Sens, they fucking sucked. 
Yeah. The expansion rules at the time were so heavily favored towards keeping good players on the teams they were already on. And you often had two teams entering the league at the same time, meaning you thinned out that player pool even more. And those teams fucking sucked. They didn't even have a chance to be the Kraken, let alone what the Golden Knights were able to do because GMs were fucking stupid with that expansion draft. I mean, that's famous (laughs) at this point. So that's an understatement completely. I don't know if fans are excited over the idea of Atlanta getting a third shot at it. They should be because for the benefit and health of the league, having a team in an absolutely gigantic market like Atlanta and succeeding and thriving is only good for the NHL. That's just a fact. Um, You know, should Houston have a team? Probably. Given the size of that market, it probably should. Uh, Professional sports have succeeded there with the Rockets, with the Astros. You'd like to think hockey could work too, given that it's worked in Dallas. Um, You know, Hartford, unless they were to get a new arena, they probably don't have a hope in hell. And let's be honest, Hartford... It would be really cool to see the looks and the jerseys come back if they were even allowed to do it because the Hurricanes might say no because they've made that a huge part of their branding is having the Hurricanes throwback or the uh, Whalers throwback stuff for the Hurricanes. Um, But I think the Whalers would struggle again in terms of being little brother to not only the Bruins, but New York. I mean, they would be pinned right in between the Bruins, Rangers and Islanders again. Um, in terms of competing, and maybe it would work, maybe it wouldn't. Quebec City, who the fuck knows? I mean, they beat the built the fucking Centa de Videotron fucking a decade ago to try and get an NHL team back, and it still hasn't happened. Um, we've talked about that a ton. Like there are cities that deserve teams that should have teams. I don't think, though, to answer Red's question about like why do people hate the idea of Atlanta getting another franchise? I don't think they do. Um, I think it just might be more passionate about the idea of other cities either getting their first shot at it, like Houston, or a city like QC getting another chance, which people have waited for for a long time. Yeah, I'm just looking up something right now. Uh, looking at the average attendance for Atlanta Gladiators games. Last year, it was 4,696. Uh, that was around April 3rd, 2023. Oh. That is that, that's more than Arizona's getting right now, but their capacity for their arena, Gas South Arena, is thirteen thousand. So Hockey DB has, and I'm not sure, oh, sure how accurate it is. Again, I can only go off of Hockey DB, but they have ECHL attendance for this season. Um. They have Atlanta listed on average at 3,928 fans per game, which is middle of the table. Um, The highest end, the only team averaging over 8,000 fans a game right now in the ECHL is the Jacksonville Icemen. The Icemen, I call them the Icemen. The lowest, uh, the Iowa Heartlanders at just 2,000 people a game, but they are also... They're also the ECHL's most recent addition, and obviously Iowa, not the most traditional hockey market in the world. You know, you've had AHL teams in Iowa. You still do with the Iowa Wild. Um, they, you know, there are some teams that do better than others is the best way to put it. 
Um, shout out to the Savannah Ghost Pirates, though. Um, they are top six in terms of attendance right now. And that's actually unfair. Yeah, no, they're the most recent, aren't they? Who came first? Savannah? Yes, Iowa. they're the most know. recent. But regardless, you have Savannah, a Georgian team. You know, you got a couple of teams in Georgia at this point, and you start to think, well, if Savannah can pack in almost 7,000 fans a game, you have the Atlanta Gladiators at almost 4,000 a game. And then if you're built right in downtown Atlanta, that's easy to get in and out of the arena. Like, you can see how it would succeed, but it would be, like I said, contingent upon ownership actually having their shit together and the team not being complete dog shit year in and year out because that's what happens no matter where the hell uh, uh, with the rare exceptions no matter where the hell a team is if they are shit people don't show up that's just how it goes again rare exceptions um you know, like Montreal has had some rough years. That building's always wow. great. Shout out to that. That fan base is fucking amazing, though. You know, like Patrick was what second game back was against the Habs in Montreal. And that fan base treated him like the royalty that he is to that fan base. I mean, like I said, there are rare exceptions. But for the most part, if your team is complete dog shit year in and year out. Yeah, attendance is going to slip and the money's going to drop. That's That's how it works. It's what it is. Damn. So let's get to a couple other questions here. <laughs> Unless you have I anything else at, to add. I'm just looking at the attendance for like AHL and everything. And I'm looking at the rate that the because the first thing I thought of when we mentioned like attendance and everything was comparing what they're making with the, the PWHL and their attendance versus what they're getting paid in the A and the ECHL and all that. And it kind of adds up a little bit when you look at it that way. You know, mm. guys in the E are making like 30 to 30 to 40 a year uh, at, at most usually because um, of the way their contracts work. They're really fucking weird. Um, and then the A, there's no co- there's no salary cap so they can get paid whatever the fuck we want. So, yeah. It's about fair for what they're asking, what they're bringing in for attendance. About fair. A question from Young Burrito. If you had to live inside one video game, what video game would it be? Fortnite. Fortnite. <sighs> what video game would provide me the most interesting life with the least amount of danger? Hmm. Some people might be like Spider-Man. It's like Peter almost gets killed on a game by game basis, you know? Yeah. Um God, pretty cool though. It's a tough one. I, I I don't have a good answer for this, do I? Fort Fortnite's an interesting one. <laughs> I mean, uh, think about the dangers of Minecraft. Like, is there a? Uh, how about the most recent Peppa Pig video game? So I can fly to Cameroon for pennies on the dollar because money doesn't exist. Uh they're gonna say you could uh, see the Queen because uh, the Queen, <laughs> yeah, the Queen's in the fucking game. Rest in peace to the queen. That was so. <laughs> I watched the Game Grumps playthrough. Yeah, that was funny. Game. It's funny because if, if you haven't seen it, uh, for people who don't watch Game Grumps and you know uh, don't like comedy, um, so what they did is they played the Peppa Pig game that came out, 
mm-hmm. there's a section where Peppa, you, you basically visit, like, doing a world tour kind of thing, do little whatever tours and yeah. visit different places and learn about different like things. It's the children. They go to game. they go to England, and and they meet the Queen. They do. And there's supposed to be like a whole cutscene where like you know they say bye and everything. But they skip the cutscene and they're just with the queen, and it just hard cuts the black, and it's the picture of the queen and like splashing at a post says, "Rest in peace, Her Majesty the Queen." <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, it's so good. Hmm. From Lights Fly, what bread slash other bakery item would make the best shoe? Um. Like a giant French bread, like the big fucking one, and then you make mm. like clogs out of it after it hardens, like a, like a crouton. Mm. There you go. Like I wanted to say, like a muffin, because you know it'd be like it'd be like a Doctor Scholl's, you know. Um, but it would break apart too easily, so you do need a bread that is not going to break under the wear and tear. Oh, the long bread. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go yeah, with the def- East Side Mario's home loaf. Um, <laughs> slap those on the dogs and call it a day. The dogs? Jeez. <laughs> Dude, I was telling my wife about how that's made such a comeback. And I don't know why. The, the dogs idea... are barking. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, so my... <laughs> my niece who is oh god how old is she now 11 uh my parents came up to visit and uh she tagged along so did my nephew and um they they walked emmy while my wife and i stayed and made dinner and my niece walks in <laughs> takes off her shoes and goes man my dogs are barking <laughs> What is TikTok doing to our children? Oh man, I'm I'm telling you, the real bioweapon was TikTok. Okay, oh all the tinfoil hatters talking about how like COVID was a bioweapon and all that shit. No, it was TikTok, buddy. TikTok is what ruined a whole bunch of people. I, I mean, you, you, your your wife's a teacher. I've right. seen so many TikToks and posts over the past couple of days where guys are like. You know, I want to be a teacher, like, you know, better the kids and everything, but they don't read at grade level. I got kids in, like, seventh grade who can't read at grade level. And I'm like, when I was, like, two years old, I was reading, like, fucking books. Not, like, fucking Horton <laughs> Hears a Who, but, like, literal, like, The Born Identity, reading shit like that. Like, not even joking. Fucking, I don't know, man. Maybe that's the reason why I'm fucking weird. But, like... <laughs> What what is what what you know what I think it is? It's the parents. Y'all y'all never beat your kids enough to have them read a book. God damn it. <laughs> it shows. Trying to be oh, your these... fucking son, daughter's best friend. Fuck you, you're an adult. You're their parents. Supposed to fucking tr- supposed to teach them. Not try to be like, oh my god, Billy, oh you okay? Oh, here's a cookie, oh, don't cry, it's okay. No, fucking Throw a book at them, spit on them, know your place, trash. <laughs> Holy shit. 
<laughs> this is 26 years of trauma just coming right out. No. Uh, <laughs> These fucking tablet kids don't even know how to read. Yeah. Y'all, <sighs> y- y'all cowards don't even smoke crack. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> God damn. Oh, yeah, man. No, being, being a teacher is a scary, uh, scary thing right about now. Yeah, I've thought about it in the to... past. And then yeah. I've heard so many horror stories lately where I'm just like... <sighs> I don't know. Not even that. It's like you have to learn these kids' names, and every teach every kids now has got a fucking name that's like something with like Absidy. an ah at the end of it. Ah, like <laughs> Jacob, Savannah. I can't. I can talk shit. My name is Endurance with a fucking e n d o r a n c e. I can make fun of anyone's fucking name I want. Okay. <laughs> I've lived, I've spoken my truth. This is, I don't know why I'm going so hard right now, but Go ahead, this, well, I've spoken my truth for 25 and a half years. I called my, I called myself Endo because my, my fucking college professor was like, Hey, Ender, and there's a long ass name. What should I call you? I'm like, call whatever you want. How about Endo? I'm like, I hate it. And now that's what I use for everything. But like, man, people's names, man. Am am I wrong with like no. everyone's got a fucking Anna at the end of their name like <laughs> Josiah Jedediah like w- w- what is going on? My favorite subreddit is r slash um, tragedy spelled T R A G E D E I G H, and it's a a forum where people share the crazy names that people have named their kids. Oh my God. Um, Can can I, can I tell you one, one name? This is someone that I knew and who was like, I was really close friends with her. Her name was, was spelt Mark Halen. M A R C A I L Y N. It's supposed to be Marceline. But I called her Kale for like the good fucking three, four years. I'm like, fuck it, whatever. It's fine. You, you know, she had like fucking like eight brothers, eight brothers, dude. <laughs> I, even, I didn't even ask what their fucking names were. I know if you're fucking naming your daughter, Mark, Kaylin, Marceline, whatever, like Marjorie, like it's it's got to be something <laughs> fucked. And like the mom was like a, was like a librarian. So, you know, that bitch was opening up her, her thesaurus or whatever the fuck. I can't fucking pronounce it. God, God damn it. <laughs> the the the, uh, <sighs> the the synonym book the synonym book that's what it is <laughs> the cinnamon book <laughs> we have an episode title <laughs> cinnamon book oh uh, it's like that one person there was a story where someone uh they tried to write cha- her name as charity but they wrote chastity instead mm. and it's like what is in a name like is it does a name define your actions or whatever you are. And I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like my, my name isn't in the English tongue. My name, my mom's like, Oh, it's French on the So I'm like, that's not in the French language. <laughs> you made up a word. <sighs> Let it all out, buddy. Or if out. I go by my middle name, Baron B A R O N. Did I tell you about this? They misspelled my, they misspelled my, uh, my middle name. <laughs> on my um, birth certificate, um, not birth certificate. They misspelled my birth. They misspelled my middle name mm-hmm. on my. I believe it's my health card or my, my health card. It's B A R R E N, as in like empty. 
So mm. like I got nothing, dude. I got <sighs> I got no real first name. My my middle name is misspelled wrong, and my last name is McClement. When's the last time you see the Black Scott? <laughs> You've been working on the stand-up routine, eh? Dude, this is my life. <laughs> oh God, it's great. Great question, by the way. Thank you. Thank you for your question. <laughs> <laughs> just cut this part out. Just post it on Twitter. Fuck it. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. From Ghost of Gary Bettman. What was one public moment of embarrassment that you witnessed someone else have that was so bad you couldn't help but feel awful for the person? Oh. I have one. So senior year of high school, final days before graduating. I think it was the day before we graduated high oh, school. I um, got one. We're driving around town like we were on break for lunch for like an hour or something like that. Uh, in between like, OK, every, here's the assembly for this. And then you're going to do this and practice this and blah, blah, blah. So we're just driving around town trying to figure out where the hell we're going to go for lunch. And we get stopped um, for construction, some road work. And there was a dude who was like pulling on a rope and I don't know why or what he was pulling on, but whatever he was pulling on gave way. So he does the, you know, if you're doing a tug of war and you let go and the person just falls on their ass, that type of right. crap fall. Um, and the four guys that are next to him <laughs> turn point and go, Oh, <laughs> 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 just start laughing. <laughs> and the poor guy sits up onto his ass and just puts his head in his hands. Oh my god. While his fucking so... co-workers are laughing at <laughs> Oh I got I got two. Um, <sighs> um uh, I got one that was uh during my um my high school right. graduation. Mm-hmm. Um then the other one's uh <sighs> Polina's gonna hate me for talking about this one, but it's really funny. Uh, which one do you want to hear first? The Polina one? You want to hear the, oh. co- the high school? Which one first? Go for the high school one. Go for okay, high school one. so high school. Uh, I graduate. Uh, one of my friends is like super smart, super educated, like honor roll. She was like the she had like a ninety-eight fucking overall like grade for graduating. Like, that's fucking insane. Like she had like a she she's really fucking smart. So she goes up to um, get her diploma. Um, and she she gets her diploma, shakes shakes uh, the principal's hand. Everyone claps, right? Everyone's mm. clapping, and then she dabs, and the crowd goes, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny, um, because like before that, I was um hanging out at her house with um. Her her parents living because they're gonna go to semi formal and I think because I took an extra year to get through get through high school and get extra credits and all that I was like you know what I don't want to go whatever I'll just chill at their place and fucking eat chips and, and do whatever and Why? so this is like three days what <laughs> wasn't eat hot chip and lie eat hot chip and lie <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so this is like because uh, our graduation was like in like november for some reason because they wanted to do it that way so like if people had to get extra credits in the summer they could take summer school and end up graduating so you don't like fall behind kind of thing which is pretty mm-hmm. sweet uh i forgot to hand in my community service hours you have to do 40 i handed in a thousand 
Because <laughs> I did, I did a lot of work uh, for try hard. Work. What? Try hard. I called her yeah. a try hard when she dabbed. No, you yeah. were the try hard. Thousand no, hours, man. man. Um, yeah, I got um. Well, I was supposed to get a like a like a bursary for it uh, for for college, but you know that fucking went up in flames because I didn't finish college. Uh, as you can tell, I'm here in fucking basement apartment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just love ripping on myself. It's fun. Um, I miss doing that. Uh, so I was chilling at their place, and uh, our principal is 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 black, and I was joking with her dad. And I was like, so like when I go and uh uh handshake Miss Edwards, do I hit her with like the black slide or like <laughs> what? <laughs> Dap her up like Cody Rhodes. Yeah, <laughs> big dog. <laughs> <laughs> and he loses his shit completely. Like he starts like 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 cry laughing. We're just laughing up like crazy. Okay, but the second embarrassing one is, um, I think it was right before like the pandemic like happening like we were just grabbing food and we grab a salad from mcdonald's because you know it's the healthiest thing you grab and we bring it home so like, yeah, the- i can't have the salad Did, what? didn't they didn't they find out like the there were other menu items that were actually healthier than the salad oh yeah we aren't talking about that though um, okay fair enough. but um uh you know what it is it's the it was the, the salad dressing that gets it up that high because that shit mm-hmm. was like the i'm not sure what it was over there but here we had renee's um, but I know the American one was like loaded with like a whole bunch of sodium and all that all in there. USA, USA, GMOs, GMOs. Um, <laughs> high fructose, high fructose, <laughs> high blood sugar. Oh, I can't get off. <laughs> uh, my left foot, it is numb. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> too much sushi. Can't fuck, brother. <laughs> Uh, okay, oh, so onto the story. It's been just I've been trying to get to it. So she's like, "Oh, I can't even have my salad and everything." And so she puts the salad dressing in there, and then she like puts it up to shake it. And I look away, and this is when we're in like a we're in our, in our bachelor apartment. So I look away for like not even two seconds, and then I hear like a thud, and then she's just like, "No!" And I look over, and there's just salad all over the kitchen floor. And I'm like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" You're like, "No." drop the salad and I, I, me because i'm a fucking asshole i pick up my phone i got a video of her just like oh my god what happened she's like no did you drop the salad yeah i dropped the salad <laughs> i wonder if i can find that I have, I have the video of it somewhere on my phone because uh oh, google god. photos like stair, store stairs it stores um photos and videos if your face is in it like it recognizes who you are yeah uh, it's totally not gonna get my fucking face scanned and all that shit. Whatever, I'm gonna die young anyway. And um, so I have it somewhere here. If we're just like crying, <laughs> on the salad on the floor. <laughs> Hold on, I think I found it. Oh, uh, and I'm seeing like cute pictures of us when we were like younger. God, I'm getting old. Uh, as you yeah, look that, for that, yeah. As I look for it, as you look for it. I will uh, quickly answer AJ's question about F1. Um, he said, with F1's boring past season with Max Verstappen's dominance, you believe F1 should consider an outright equal chassis for all approach like NASCAR has done with the next gen or without the strict sport. Um, Affirmative action and for race cars? <laughs> My brother in Christ, you're a billion dollar organization. 
Why you gotta fucking? <laughs> why you gotta add inclusivity? You mad that a? <laughs> 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 oh god sorry go ahead go ahead it's just one of those things that probably won't happen like that's just what f1 is is about who's got the most money and who can whip out their big money cock and lay it out on the <laughs> table and make the biggest thud like that's what the sport is i mean they rege- <laughs> what <laughs> i just think of it like a vince mcmahon voice oh, i got my money cock <laughs> i think that was in one of the texts that That's were uh, <laughs> revealed. That's what he called one of his dildos, the moneymaker. <laughs> yeah, it was dressed like Shane McMahon and it had arms. Here comes the money. <laughs> a real weak jab. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. Uh, um, I mean, the news from F1 today was that they indre- uh, rejected Andretti's bid to be on the grid. Like, it's just, it's all about the money. And that's what F1 is. It's not about who's the best racist. It's about who <laughs> who has the most money, basically. That's that's what it has been. That's what it will continue to be. The end. Ta-da. But don't worry. It's very fun to root for someone to finish eighth instead of ninth. Don't worry. It's a good time. Um, you know, speaking of wrestling, from Sister Christian Cage, what are each of your favorite pro wrestling moments? Um, Hands down. It's, I am... I'm super biased towards Forbidden Door. That mm-hmm. was the first event I've seen before, before uh, you know, seeing Chris Benoit uh, when I was like six. So mm-hmm. it, it was great. That's like a big moment for me. It's always going to be a big moment for me. It's just the the atmosphere um, for, for for Forbidden Door. Yeah, for me, there's too many to name. To be honest, just be- it's too tough to pick between. Whether it be, you know, nostalgic moments like growing up watching, whether or not it be, you know, events that I've gone to or just even something as simple as like, okay, going to events, you know, being in the car with friends and just shooting the shit before getting to the events and just hanging out with friends that way. Like those are some of the better moments as opposed to some of the shows that I've seen, which I've talked about it. I went to the worst Survivor Series of all time in Boston in 2013. So there you go. Did you find the salad clip? I found I found it's not it's not a video it's a picture. It's oh. several pictures. Oh, it's <laughs> fucking great. It's like Ralph Wiggum in slow motion. You could just see her heart breaking. Yeah, look. <laughs> I want to show you. Look at this. Just... <laughs> okay, okay. If you're if you're listening to this right now um we've gone this far thank you for listening to the podcast by the way um mm-hmm. this specific spot right now whatever timestamp it is go to the youtube version of it and, and watch it there because this is fucking hilarious i have one two three four five six seven <laughs> seven uh is this a video? why didn't you just take a video <laughs> the matter with look- you <laughs> just like you're the worst Uh this was uh the first year of us being together (laughs) just look at that just look how sad she looks Uh, my salad relationship could survive that of course it could survive getting rid of a cat she's putting the salad back in with her (laughs) 
No, I can salvage it. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> oh that poor woman oh my god can can we make this the fucking photo for the, <laughs> the thumbnail, thumbnail. <laughs> uh, it would oh, be so cruel oh. but <sighs> it's okay she's got a sense of humor we had some <laughs> other questions about like okay coming up on the deadline who's gonna buy who's gonna sell stuff like that we'll get to those in the near future um, you know, all star break. We're still what uh, trade deadlines beginning of March. We'll have plenty of time to talk about stuff like that. So I think on the high note of a dropped salad, <laughs> we can look to wrap things up for today. Um, I can't stop laughing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, she was putting it back in the bowl. <laughs> no, I can save it. It was on the floor for like a minute, <laughs> I would say you could find Endo Mills at uh, Endurance M on, on Twitter and Twitch, but he might not live to see tomorrow. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna call her and be like, hey, remember when you dropped yourself? <laughs> right now. It's <laughs> oh, if she responds. I'm gonna do it right now. Hold on. In time before we end this episode, I want to see if. Uh, oh, she's tweeting happen. right now. Hold on, I'll call her again. She declines again. She's tutoring. All right, let's see what happens. Come on, pick up, please. Will we, will we get the Paulina guest spot? Hi. Oh. oh, you're at tutoring. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, um, hey, remember when you dropped your salad in, like, October 2019? Yeah. Yeah, I just remembered it on the podcast, and I just, we just talked about it for a little bit, and you're like, put the salad back in the bowl. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I love how my, my, my pain was amusing to you. It, it was funny. <laughs> the tragedy of lost salad, how dare you. <laughs> Yeah, I'll talk to you later, okay? Okay, I'll see you when you go home. Okay. Alrighty, love you, bye. Love you too, bye. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the tone of a woman who's put up with a lot of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm working right now, what do you want? Like, I remember when you dropped your salad. Yeah, I remember when I dropped my uh. salad. Oh, bless her for putting up with you, huh? <laughs> That's a true bless her heart moment. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. With that, everybody, we will be back in the very near future to talk about hockey and not hockey, because that's what we do around here. Uh, again, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. And we'll see you very, very soon. Don't try to eat the salad if you drop it on the floor. It's gone. <laughs> It's done, dude. It's over, dude. <laughs>